is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Oh, yeah, what is up, good people? I have returned. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't know. You have to tell me. Did you guys have a better week last week? A little less politics and complaining and whining about stuff. Like, I don't know. Did you have a good week last week? I apologize to my top 20 audience for looking like absolute shit this week. I I can't explain it anymore. I just... I don't... I, I don't really know what's happening. I mean, it's just... It's sort of just such a bummer. All of it. Just every, everything is bad. Everything, everything is bad. So I apologize. But to my radio audience on Hard Rock Lunchbox, I look fantastic. Just take my word for it. <clears throat> I have that uh, <clears throat> change of seasons nonsense going on in my throat, and that works out really well because I have a show on Saturday. Yay! <clears throat> but as everybody knows, DJ sounds better when DJ is sick, so let's torture DJ, and I'll keep talking about myself in the third person all goddamn day long, because you know why? It's a hard rock lunchbox, that's why. I uh, I little I took one week off and I almost completely forgot how to start this stupid show. Uh, I like I think everything's up. I mean I just got the curtain up. I turned the camera on. The camera was sideways. Like the camera itself wasn't sideways, but like the picture was sideways. And I I literally just looked at it and I said to the camera, I was like, "What do you need me to do, buddy?" Because it was like 11.58, and I'm like, kind of need you to step up and be the right orientation. And that's zero judgment. I would never question a camera's orientation. I don't know how the camera identifies, honestly, but it's a Logitech. And uh, I'm not making fun of anybody. I was literally just using the common vernacular. <laughs> I'm, I am so tired, man. I just, I cannot... I cannot even. Like, should we just get right into the complaining? Like, okay, good. Like, I'm starting my day, second day in a row, with an unbelievable headache. It's right in this area, like right there. I can almost itch it or scratch it or whatever the word is. I'm not sure what the right verb is. Um, so if I, I'm seeming a little loopy, it's because I'm really just devoting all resources to keeping my skull from caving in from the pain. Uh, I had a headache yesterday that lasted till about 5.30 in the afternoon, and it just wiped me out. Like, as anybody knows, like, I mean, I don't suffer from migraines, but I've had them, uh, I've had them a couple times. It's the worst migraine I ever had. I remember being, like, a um, young teenager, and I could not get off my grandmother's couch for, like, three days. So this is not that, so thank you. But I'm not entirely sure what it is either. It feels like it could be muscular, as I just, you know, do this motion that you can't see on the radio, but I'm looking at it in the camera. It looks really cool here. <laughs> like, it's not quite the worm, but I don't know. 
So, uh, how's everybody been? How's everybody been doing? I don't know that I have anybody uh, listening in the Florida area. I feel like I would have alienated absolutely everybody that lives in Florida at this point. But if you are listening uh, and you do believe in the need for a federal government, then I hope you are safe and sound. And I hope that your property is, uh, you know, in, in, in good shape and recoverable and maybe not damaged at all. If you're still one of those people that don't believe federal government is important and you think it's a waste of money to have such a thing like the National Weather Services, then I hope you stayed in Tampa and I hope you are now living in a boat because your house is no longer... Sorry, that's mean. I don't really wish ill on people, but like, there are definitely some people that are starting to make life difficult for the rest of us, and I'm kind of tired of them. Like, just really, like, if you're following anything that's going on in the news... In Italy, they just elected their first uh, overtly fascist uh, prime minister, or whatever you want to call it, uh, since Mussolini. It's actually the party that was founded by Mussolini's, I want to say chief of staff, but I'm not sure that that's right. She's super far right. She's super fascist, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, some of the coalition has, like, pitched the ideas of putting the Italian military, like, against uh, along the coast of Africa to basically sink migrant vessels. I mean, they say deter, but that's you know it's 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 not even like the the thing that i read it's like she ran on a full immigration platform and the guy was like let's like not mince words it's a completely non-immigration anti-immigration platform which look i understand that sentiment is growing in europe like and i understand like it's growing here and i think we'll probably talk about that at some point during the top 20 because it's kind of one of the things i've been thinking about a lot lately as i've starting to hone some of my uh, understandings and uh, opinions on things but um, it's it's super dangerous. I mean, like we elected uh, we we didn't we didn't do shit. Um, but they elected basically Mussolini's direct line to lead Italy one more time. And Mussolini was considered Europe's first fascist dictator uh, very early before Hitler was. Like you know, and, and Hitler was the second. And then when those two got together, there was like this whole thing. Uh, you might have heard of it if you. Uh, didn't defund that part of your education in the South. It's called World War II. And for for history buffs and geopolitical people like myself, like I'm super concerned about it. Like it makes it makes a big difference. Especially why the other fascist dictators, um, or almost fascist dictators of Europe, are stepping up and causing all kinds of problems. Um, you know, the uh, the dude in Hungary is not a very good dude. There's a dude in Poland that's not a very good dude. Uh, the, 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 there's a the, the skinheads, the neo-Nazis in Sweden are basically going to be part of that seated government this year because they've got enough votes. And, you know, the big player in the fascist dictator sort of state is Putin. And not only is he troubling for the Russian people, but, like, he's causing problems in Europe. He's taking over other countries. Like, these are our lands now. Like, you, that's... Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think anybody in my, my listening audience remembers World War II, but did anybody study it? Because... It's not like this was that long ago. It's not even a hundred years ago. Like this is knowable information. Like they had they had video cameras and newspapers then. It's not like back in the day. Like well, when the Native Americans first saw Haley's comet, like there's just a picture on a cave. Like this is this is knowable and documented stuff. And it's worrying for people like me because you know you start to shake Europe. Like Europe's like our main ally, and you know England, of course, and stuff like that. But but honestly, we're no shining shining light. 
Uh, no beacon of light for democracy these days anyway, so but we can get into that uh, anyway. I do have some news updates. I didn't get a chance to print it out because this morning has just been a complete mess. Like, it really, I can't even begin to explain it. But there is a, um, there is a new episode of the Top 20 this week. I'm sorry there was not one last week. It, I had a choice. I could either put it out last week or put it out this week. I decided to put it out this week because it, you know, I give everybody a, a week off from, you know, this whole mess right there. So you're welcome for that. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the episode that's out is the one that I told you, like, you know, I'm warning you basically to watch what they do and, and not so much what they say. And that's probably a good thing, uh, to, to learn about all politicians, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff I, I don't like that politicians do on all sides, right? Like, they say a lot. People pander. That's why everybody knows what the word pander means. Uh, but, you know, it's really what they do. And, you know, I was talking about, like, some of the anti-abortion stuff. Like, here in New York, like, we have a governor's race, and Lee Zeldin is running for governor. Honestly, I don't think he stands a chance because New York is just hella blue. Um, but, like, you know, he's probably going to take most of Long Island because... Most of Long Island is Trump country, Trump country at this point. And the thing with Zeldin, like, I just don't understand. Like, he's literally looking to, you know, he 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 voted to to not. He voted against like codification of of Roe v. Wade and abortions uh, and women's right to choose. Like, he thinks that that's not okay. He supported bills that do not protect against uh, rape, incest, or life of the mother. Mother, uh, you know, he he is voted in you know lockstep with his party to. To you know, to try and overturn the election, to invalidate, he's an election denier. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't landed on that since he's been running. But like, he's voted along those party lines. Like, so he's basically an election denier. And those are just like recent things. Like for me, with him, like he's for fracking. He's like all about like we need energy independence. So like, let's squeeze more stuff out of the ground. Like I've talked about this on the show before. Like. Dude, man, fracking is causing earthquakes in Pennsylvania. Fracking is causing people to be able to light their drinking water on fire. Like, this is not... I'm not making this up. Like, this is going on right now. It's knowable and documented, which is why the state of New York was like, we're not doing any fracking because we actually give a shit about New Yorkers and the health and happiness of all them. And Lee Zeldin's like, we need more fuel. Like, dude, like, trying to squeeze more out of a finite resource is the problem with the people that are just totally against like new technologies and stuff like that like i understand if we had an infinite amount of oil like all right i guess we can keep doing it we'll figure out something else to do with like climate change but like we don't we we don't have infinite oil we don't have infinite water we don't have infinite natural gas and you know we're forcing people to make more people we're gonna have more people like we we don't like i'm gonna go full italian on you like we don't have enough food for all these people Mama, mama's spaghetti, mama, mama's sauce, like it only goes so far. I ain't never gonna make it this record. That's my Italian accent. You're welcome. That's about as good as it's gonna be. Um, also, in other news, big show this Saturday night. You can tell by the gravel in my voice. <clears throat> uh, it's an early show. I don't know why this is. Um, I, I've been told that that's just the way Amityville Music Hall runs things now because I guess because they can. Like, I, I don't even know the reason. I don't deal with AMH anymore directly. And I even said uh, when we took this thing, uh, when we took this show, I, I talked to Loaded and I was like, listen, I don't want to deal with Amityville because they treat us badly every time we play there. They treat us badly. They treat the fans badly. Like, it's always a problem. And I, I said, I don't want to deal with them at all. And 
Thomas was like, no worries. Like, you're just, you know, you're dealing with me and us and all that other stuff. I'm like, okay. You know, it's still the building and it's still, they run their building. Oh, hey, Snoop. Oh, wait. Point out. It's, it's Snoop. Hey, Snoop. Um, so they run the building. So we still have to deal with that kind of nonsense. But the show's like running hella early. I don't think, uh, it, it's like, you know, the old, old people special at the diner. So I don't think we're getting anything like half off or anything. But. It's super early. Our scheduled set time is at 7.45. Like, most shows I play, most shows I've played in the past decade, I haven't even been in the building at 7.45, so I don't... At least I'll be awake. I mean, the upside is that I'm going to... I do have a soccer game at noon the next morning, so at least I'll be super well-rested for that, because, I mean, uh, it's us at, like, 7.45, and Roderick's... Roderick's on at like 8.30, and then Neon Skyline's like 9.45. Now, I would suspect everything gets pushed back 15 minutes, but I don't know. I haven't played in the uh, Amityville Music Hall sandbox in quite some time, so uh, be prepared for anything, but maybe get there early. Also, we're playing a very short set. I'm not sure why that is. I don't know why Rod- Roderick got 45 minutes and we got 30, but there it is. If you have any complaints, p- uh, please feel free to reach out to Joey. There's nothing I can do about it anymore. We're rehearsing one more time tonight. I'm not going to add any more songs because I'm just not. You know, this is the show we got handed. That's that's what we're doing. I'm happy to have the show. Grateful to have the show. Certainly grateful to even have been asked uh, to be on the show since that is not something that happens all that often anymore. So my gratitude is full and honest. And me and Snoop totally grateful to be there but at this point like, I'm just not going to do anything else with it and I know people are probably going to be disappointed with our set um, but I will tell you there's a reason that our set is going to be the way that it is and uh, the main reason is because we start tracking in the middle of October we start tracking uh, for a new EP for new singles so and because we need to rehearse and I want to keep I don't want to lose any of the momentum we have on the songs that we're tracking I decided to keep all four songs that we're tracking in the set so they're they're new they're new ish like you should know them we've played every single one of them at least once um side out is one of the new ones side out we've been playing regularly for over a year we have made some changes to it so be on the lookout for those changes i do hope you like them uh the other songs uh like into the afternoon uh inside and Aaliyah, uh we've all played at least once uh everybody uh, everybody that generally comes to see us heard Aaliyah when we played it for the first time at 89 North. I did not expect it actually to make this recording batch, but uh, Kajiani was like, yep, yeah, that's that's good enough. We didn't think, n- none of us thought it was, but it came along so fast that we're like, yeah, it's working. Like, let's just run with it. Uh, we made a couple of changes to all the songs, but so the point I'm trying to make is that we're playing all four of the new songs for a couple reasons. One, we need to kind of keep that momentum. I need to keep it in rehearsal, all that other stuff. Uh, But also, we've changed it around a little bit, and I need to see everybody's reaction. I know people don't, you know, I, 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 I appreciate that most of the shows that we play are for the fans, and we're trying to... Um, you know, entertain you, and I and I want to do that. Like I really do want to do that. But one of the ways I get to do that is by playing something and making sure that everybody likes it before I record it, and it's just written in stone like the Ten Commandments. So it's kind of important for us to do that. It's weird that we're playing four of those songs, but if we had a longer set, we would have more time to do maybe some other stuff off the new record. But we just don't. And we did prepare like one very special thing that I'm not going to give away. Uh, but we were talking about how. We really like when we do like these kind of like one-off things. Like you only really get to see us do it like one time, and then just like we like working on that. It's a fun project. It um, 
it's it's fun for us. It's exciting. It's interesting. Keeps our chops up. And nine times out of ten, the audience really digs it. So we've got one of those in there. So that's going to be fun. My point is, don't miss our set. It's slated for 7:45. I don't imagine it would be earlier than that, but I do think it might be a little bit later. But since it's short, since it's such a short set. There is a good chance of just missing it if you show up late. So you've been warned. 7.45 is Rebel 9 set time. Check it out. And you have a music hall on Saturday. If you do need tickets, I have roughly a million tickets left. Um, so hit me up. Actually, that's not true. The band has actually started to sell some tickets in the last week, which is what I kind of expected but was worried we weren't going to. But we still do have a few tickets available. So message me if you need one. Or you can just go right to the rebel9.com uh, site. Go to shows. Tickets are available there. And then we'll just leave them at the window, uh, window at the front desk at Avenueville for you. So that's enough Rebel 9 nonsense. I do want to say one thing since I've just burned through so much of this time. Um, I want to say one thing about like this kind of, I guess I've been able to sort of, what's the word? Um... Put, well, I guess I've been able to sort of put into words, verbalize, that's the word, um, some of what the disconnect I think I'm feeling from roughly half the country, uh, basically in this whole right-wing, anti-immigrant, anti-migrant thing. And over the past year, like I've really kind of come to understand the... It's not anger. It's I think it's resentment is probably the better word. Um, because what happens is when migrants and not, I'm not just talking about like from, you know, Mexico and Central America, like this is, this is true. Like you're not hearing a lot of bitching about the Ukrainian migrants. Like there's a lot of them and Ukrainian refugees. Like we, we took in a lot, like Ukraine, a lot of people were like, I'm out. Uh, so there's a lot of Ukrainians around on the East coast, but especially in the mid Atlantic, if you, uh, if you notice, um, and no one's really complaining about that. Maybe they are uh, in their local communities, but it's not a nat- like nobody's like ah these goddamn Ukrainians are everywhere. Like that's not something that people are hearing. Uh, that you know, DeSantis is not flying Ukrainians up to Martha's Vineyard. Although you you know honestly, DeSantis he should have saved some of that money and flown up some of the people from Tampa to Martha's Vineyard to get them out of the hurricane. But white people don't matter, to DeSantis, because you can't score political points like that. That's kind of what I've been saying this whole time. Um. So, but I've been been understanding some of the resentment, and because I've been listening, like I always listen, but like it's been louder and a little bit more coherent, and I've experienced some of it myself. Now, what happens is when people, you know, when when there are people that can't uh, afford things for themselves, take a state like New York. Like New York goes over the top in my in my opinion of caring for the poor and the migrants and uh, immigrants and stuff like that and the disabled like they really do like New York is super progressive when it comes to stuff like that now it's really good in in one way of thinking about it right like for example um, people like in the city for example or, or if they're disabled or have some sort of like mental deficiency or whatever part of the, the, the SSI program which is like social security income and Medicare and Medicaid and all that part of that social safety net we have provides almost everything for them like if you go and you ask about like any sort of like medical apparatus or pill or whatever the very first thing they ask you is if you're on medicaid or medicare and the reason that is is because they basically cover absolutely everything if not then they got to go through your insurance company where your regular insurance company will basically say no we're not going to cover that and that's that's kind of the game um so that exists like that like if you were just a poor or 
uh, mentally disabled or physically disabled New Yorker, like those are things that are available to you. Like we pay for cabs, we pay for cab rides and cab rides and Uber rides for people that need to get to their medical appointments. We send ambulance. Like we all pay for that. New Yorkers and the federal government pay for that. It it just is. So when when migrants and immigrants come in, they also fall into those categories, right? They, they're here. They've been given some sort of asylum, some sort of paperwork. So they get all these services. They get almost free basic health care. They get, you know, a whole lot of other free things, like really like assisted living housing and stuff like that. But people like you and me, and I'm making an assumption here, but like people in my general listening audience, like... We don't get any of those things because we make just enough money to afford it on our own. So we just don't get any assistance. Once you make over like forty or fifty thousand dollars a year, you don't get any more assistance. But now you're starting to pay for all those things, and your actual your income is affected by that. You have less things. Like my reorganization over the past year ended up costing me an extra twenty thousand dollars just in healthcare insurance for the family. That's tremendous. That's a tremendous amount of money. Like, just, like, and that's, like, just out, out the door. Like, I just don't get that. And so what people are seeing is they're seeing all these poor people and people that are, you know, unable to really care for themselves. Basically, the people at, at, at the in the poverty level of which immigrants and migrants tend to fall, especially since they do a lot of cash work, so they don't not reporting anything. But they're getting all these free services, and resentment is really building up. And I even found that in myself. Like, you know, a couple times I was turned down for a couple things in insurance, and I was like, what the... Like, what, what actually, like, why? And I realized that I was doing exactly what half the country is doing, which is basically getting mad at the person that's receiving these things. It's jealousy, it's envy, it's, you know, it's one of the big commandments, it's also one of the seven deadly sins, like, you know, watch that shit, because that's kind of a big deal, and then when you kind of step back from that, you sort of realize, like, well, that's not really the issue, it shouldn't be the issue that all these people are getting stuff for free, like, why should they get stuff for free when I don't get stuff for free? Like, there's two ways to go with that, right? Like, you can get mad at the person that's getting it for free, like, why do you get that? Like, why do you have this? Like, why do I have to do all this and you get that and I don't? So you can get mad at the person, or you can get mad at the system. Like, yeah, man, we should all have these basic things. We should all have this level of care. And I realize it's a safety net so that if we do fall from where we are, we do have some place where we're not going to get, we're going to have a place to live. We're going to have food from like food pantries and food kitchens and stuff like that. And we will have health care because like we don't let people die in the streets in this country like that. You want that head Head to like India or the Middle East or China. Like, we don't do that here. Like, as much as you hate people or for whatever reason, we do not let people die in the streets here. We just don't. And that's good because that's a country I want to live in. I don't want to be stepping over dead people. Like, we try and, and really get that, that bar to like, to, to be the, that we just don't do that. It, of course it happens, but like, we don't, we try to not do that. And that's better because that makes us a better society. But the next step is really not about like getting mad at somebody that's getting something for free. You should kind of get mad at like, why aren't we all getting this stuff for free? And I think that that's an important distinction. And that's something I've been able to verbalize over the past couple of weeks. So when you're mad at somebody else for getting something that you want, maybe just look at like, why am I not also getting that? Like, and it doesn't have to be like in a selfish way. 
I'm not saying like, well, that person's got a tiara and I want a tiara. Like, why don't I get a tiara? Like, or mad at your parents or whatever. Like, why did my brother get this? And like, you know, like none of that's like, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your social contract, your social, um, you know, the stuff that we're, we're doing together. And if it sounds very socialist or communist, like, dude, I don't care. I'm just talking about the difference between right and wrong. Because we're not going to, to get anywhere if we continue to be mad at people for getting basic stuff that they need to survive while we have to pay for it. Like, the option is, like, to take all that away from them and then let them die or rob our houses or all that. You know, like, like what do you think is going to happen if we take all that away from people? They're going to get sick and die. And then we have tuberculosis. We have polio. We have Legionnaire disease. Like, we don't need that. Like, we really don't need that. So taking that away from other people is not going to do us any good. What's going to do us some good is if we just sort of figure out how we can all get those things. Like, yeah, maybe we should all have basic, basic health care. Maybe we should all have basic, you know, places to live and housing assistance and all that other stuff. Like, I don't know, man. It seems like a way more Christian way to be and a way more moral way to be. So I don't know what your experiences are. Feel free to join me uh, on the chat here at 99wnrr.com. Let me know what you think. Like I said, I haven't thought all this through, but I was able to verbalize a lot of it because I think it's just a better way to be, man. Like, yeah. And that's, like, that's all that's left. Like, do we just need to be angry at other people all the time? Like, yeah, I can still be angry at people that choose to be stupid. And I will continue to, to joust at that one. But, like, I don't know, man. As much as I want, like, all those people causing problems in Florida to, like, a real good whiff of climate change and the need for federal government. Like, I don't want anyone to die. Like, that sounds awful. But it would be nice to have them out of the way, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I got work to do. I know, I'm still awful. It's too bad. So this week, I guess last night, we lost Coolio, who I do not know personally because he's not a sponsor of the show. But I do know a couple of his songs. I thought it might be nice to start the box with some of those so here you go hope he's on a fantastic voyage that was awful shame on hard rock lunch box i cannot believe how much is going on here in the chat about mikey's sleepover on saturday night i just enjoying reading it (laughs) i don't even i i feel like i got to give the backstory on this at some point i mean obviously not during the show but man that's 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 pretty funny to me. <laughs> I will tell you, uh, I don't remember who it was that introduced me to Magnolia Park, but I'm so goddamn annoyed at them because they all they do now is they flood my uh, Spotify, and I keep wanting to not like one of their songs, but it just hasn't happened yet. Here's a brand new one from them. It's Addison Ray on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So, despite my unbelievable appearance. I was working out the other day and listening to uh, Spotify. I think it was the release radar. That makes the most sense. And I'm listening to this song and I'm like, I kind of like it. Like, whatever. And I'm kind of like looking at the the name and it's um, the name of the band is Mammoth. uh, WVH. And I'm like, I know that name. I know Mammoth. I feel like it's an older band. So I'm like listening to it and it's not it's not old, but it's kind of like threading that needle, that old inspired, right? Like, I, I go through that a lot with my band. Like, I think it's probably safe to say that Kaz is the other contributor. Tony, 
Tony definitely writes his own parts. Um, but I think Tony's really only brought like one song to the table. I'm probably I'm probably just not remembering it right. Uh, the reason I'm bringing it up at all is I was just talking about uh, Kaz, who's very very versed and very comfortable in what I consider to be older music, which is nothing wrong with that, right? Like, I like it. And actually, one of the dangers of having somebody write in the old style is, like, I love old music. Like, I love, like, Pantera and stuff like that. Like, those those bands are the ones, like, I was listening to and be like, I want to be that. You know, like, so it's super easy for me to get caught up in, like, how good something sounds. But I do have a responsibility with sort of, like, I want to say the integrity, but that's not quite right. It's just really, like, where Rebel 9 falls. So Rebel 9, like, aims in a couple of different directions. Um, and because of my inadequacy, basically, as a vocalist, we never quite make any of those things. But we do land in our own spot a lot. Um, but a lot of it is inspired by older stuff. Like, if you listen to some Rebel 9, like, you'll hear... <clears throat> Man, I'm getting sicker and sicker. You'll hear, you'll hear those places where... Oh, that dude listened to a lot of Rush, or that dude listened to a lot of Dream Theater, or he, man, he listened to a lot of Pantera. Like, that stuff's in there because it informs how I write things. I just, I always couch it in what's a little bit more modern. I will say that lately I've stopped because I just don't like what's being played a lot. It's, I don't like it. I want to say it's garbage, but it's not. That's not fair. But, like, the sounds and, like, it's, I don't know. I don't like it. I, I don't like it, especially when bands that I do like start heading in that direction. Like, I've really had it with, like, I Prevail and all their cookie-cutter nonsense. I don't like a lot of the stuff that Silverstein is starting to do, and I don't like a lot of the stuff that uh, Red Hand and Denial is starting to do. Uh, I don't like when they do it exclusive to and and to the removal of the stuff that I do like from them. But, like, this is the time where I start being, like, an old man about my music, and they didn't write it like they used to. Like, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe I get it, because I just, I just don't like a lot of it. Uh, and that's on me. My point is, I was listening to this, and I'm like, it didn't sound old, but it sounded old-inspired, like old-adjacent. <clears throat> and that wasn't bad. That's actually what I try and do uh, sometimes. So I was, like, digging it and digging it and digging it. And I looked it up because I was like, I know the name Mammoth. And I just could not tell from where uh, I knew that. So I looked it up, and I checked out the profile. And it turns out that Mammoth WVH is... Wolfgang, Wolfgang Van Halen's band, like the son of Eddie Van Halen. He named it Mammoth because that was Eddie Van Halen's first band. That was the name of Van Halen before they became Van Halen. And Eddie, Eddie used to sing for that band. Like, it was pre-David Lee Roth. And, you know, there's a little bit about how important that is to him and, like, how he likes carrying on that particular legacy. And as difficult as it must be to actually follow in a father's footstep that's just so amazingly talented and so amazingly world-renowned, I will say, before I knew who he was, I definitely dug the song. And for somebody to sort of step into that role and, like, put out something really good, I was like, that's awesome. So I grabbed it for you, and we could talk about it on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, a little Circus 5 there. I want to just touch upon something that's uh, kind of going on in the chat. I think it's actually something kind of important, something I had <clears throat> had uh, some cognition of uh, earlier on, like over the past several years, but was actually kind of sort of codified for me in a conversation that uh, I was listening to on the Howard Stern Show. Uh, but like in terms of, um, yeah, life. In uh, in America, like adult life, and I hate the term adulting because I find it silly. Um, but I hate lots of things, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but life in 
adult life in America is not not super easy. Like nobody makes things easy for you. Like I don't know if anybody's ever signed a mortgage, but like signing my first mortgage ruined my signature for life. I used to have a really like nice and pretty flowy signature. But once you sign a hundred pieces of paper at a bank, like, you know, you lose that. And I've had to do that several times now. And, you know, that's just getting the house. Like talking about like trying to get power to a house, like that's, that's, that's a big deal. I mean, it's, it, it is and it's not right. Like it's a lot of times you just call the local company and you're like, Hey, I need electricity turned on at this house. And they're like, cool. We'll turn that on. We'll send somebody out, you know, at, at our convenience, not your convenience. And they'll do that. But sometimes it's a little more difficult. Like if I want to get gas here instead of oil, um, I actually have to have the town come out and dig up the street because there's not a gas fitting to my house. Like that would be a little bit more complicated. Uh, when I was younger, much younger, um, we moved around a lot, and when we moved into one house, uh, I think I was like in eighth grade, Cablevision was on strike, so you couldn't even get cable hooked up, like at all. I mean, fortunately, you still had antennas back then because it was like, you know, 1925 or whatever whatever age I was back then, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was, it was a lot more difficult then, and I ended up watching like the same video. It's why I can quote every single line from like Fletch and Beverly Hills Cop and Revenge of the Nerds, because that's all I watched. Companies do not make it easy for you. They have no interest, right? Like if you're trying to get if you're trying to get electric in New York, say, or anywhere, Maryland, anywhere. But like, let's just say New York, since most of my listening audience is New York, New Jersey. Um, you're trying to get electric power. Do you have a choice? Who you call? Nope. In New York, you're not even allowed to technically be off the grid, even if you get like solar panels and all that other stuff. They don't let you do that. They don't let you be off the grid. I know. I have solar panels. Fun. Um, you want to get like sewage, wastewater, water, even like you don't have a choice. You have to call those companies. But you know what? The infrastructure that we do have allows for those things to happen. It is a pain in the ass. It is. You know, setting up bank accounts, like all that stuff. Like what it was like water, you know. I mean, you can do internet now because you can just like carry your phone with you uh, and you can like carry a fire stick. But like if you want to get cable, like it's kind of a pain in the ass or, or, or high-speed internet access in your house. Sometimes there you at least get a choice. But I think what we forget in this country is like, yeah, that's a pain in the ass. Like you have to wait three weeks to get electric to, your, to, to get electric to your house. Like that sucks. But I would ask that you consider what it's like to get electric to your house in, I don't know, rural Guatemala. I think what's happened over the past hundred years is that Americans have just become big bags of shit, really. They talk a lot about like what we deserve, what we're owed, like what Americans are, like why we deserve this stuff. Like and I've argued forever, like, you know, I don't necessarily need some like worthless scumbag of a person born in like, I don't know, anywhere from South Jersey to like Northern Kentucky or Alabama or Mississippi, some worthless individual that's entitled to all those free services that I talked about at the top of the show. And like some young mother with a kid that just walked here from Nicaragua doesn't, right? It's because you're born here, right? It's a sense of entitlement. And I'm not even saying that it's out of place. But it's a sense of entitlement. It's you're, you're entitled to these things. Because why? 
because of all your contributions, and I'm not talking to anybody in particular, I'm talking about to people in general, you're entitled to what exactly because of why. And I think that I realized uh, and was able to verbalize again like some of those feelings because when I was listening to uh, some of the Stern show while I was away, he was talking, Howard was talking to his dad. His dad passed away over the summer. Um, and he was like 99 years old, but he was talking about like what, you know, why, why they came from the old country. And they were talking about, when he was talking about freedom, like freedom to basically just live and survive and all that other stuff. And the reason it was important and poignant at the time is because one of the big arguments you hear right now, especially on the right, is that we're taking your freedoms away. I want to own a gun. I want to do this. I want to do the other thing. And people will push back and be like, well, you know, women's right to choose. We're taking their freedoms away. Like, that's not a freedom, dude. That is a personal right. But also, but also, taking those things away. Most of the world, most of the underdeveloped world lives in places where you don't have freedoms. You don't have rights. And people are talking about America like it's one of those places. Like, they're losing something. I've got news for you. You're not losing anything. You're not. You're not losing anything fundamental to you on the right. Maybe you should just like kind of keep that stuff in mind. I mean, I know I'm speaking to absolutely nobody that's going to think those ways. And I'm sorry that I keep alienating my audience by stating what I consider to be the obvious, but I don't know. I'll whittle this audience down to just the true believers at some point. And on a completely non-political point, the band The Beautiful Distortion, I believe we've played with them a handful of times, have dropped uh, some new music. I, I like the first song that I heard kind of well enough, but i got to tell you, this next one, man, I was listening to this a bunch yesterday. It's done really well. I think as a producer, I might have made some other changes to it, like just to make it more streamlined, but as somebody that's pumping out two and a half and three minute songs all the time, I might be on the short end of actually doing music, so I'm not going to begrudge them the interlude in the middle, but it's a damn good song, and I'm super happy for them, and it's right here on the box. It's a beautiful distortion. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, it's brand new, 10 years. Very rarely does that band disappoint. But see... That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the kind of music that I like, and I'm feeling like I'm just an old man even saying that kind of stuff. Like, I don't... Just threading my needle between 10 years and Chevelle and Deftones and stuff like that. Like, I like some of the cooler sounds. I just don't need it to dominate everything. Like, Wage War, I thought, really kind of threaded that needle properly, and I think everybody might be leaning too far into the other stuff. But, like, I'm just going to shut up, because what I'm about to play is going to ruin all of my street cred not that I actually have. So, you may or may not know this. Hopefully you don't. But I am a huge fan of the band Roxanne. I always was. I always will be. My sister and I used to listen to it when we were kids. Like, yeah. But they just put out something new. And I can't believe it. I think it's new. Maybe it's old and they just redid it. I don't care. I'm playing for you on the box. I know it doesn't belong here. And I'm sorry uh, I don't know how to get you back these next three minutes and eight seconds, but maybe just enjoy it or not. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am exhausted from literally sitting here pressing buttons. This is not looking good for your superhero here at the Hard Rock Lunch Box. 
you have more music and roughly 40 minutes left to go. <laughs> so I'm going to get on that. I'm going to play some new music. Wonder years. Keep putting out good stuff. Glad for them, and I'm grateful for them, and I'm grateful for the tunes they keep putting out. This one's good. I like this one a lot. It's Old Friends, like Lost Teeth on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right, so this next song by a dude named Mike Posner, it's called I'm Not Dead Yet. <clears throat> and I'm only playing it for you because I like exactly one part of the song. The rest of it's definitely not box, not hard rocks, not even my real style. But when he breaks into the acoustic guitar part, I'm like, ah, oh, I take this. I'm totally into this. So, like, when you hear that part, be like, oh, yeah, that's why DJ's playing this. The rest of it be like, no, DJ would cut this out if he could. But what are you going to do? It's like 1.30 on a Thursday. There's literally nothing else I can do about it because mainly I suck. It's Mike Posner on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I can't even tell you the last time I heard Helmet song. <laughs> I won't be able to say that tonight. So I had a request for Against Me in the uh, chat there. I do not have Americans Abroad because cause I don't. <laughs> I do have this. Hard Rock Lunch Box. God, I still love a day to remember. <laughs> so good. So, uh, I spent the week, or some of the week last week, down in Wildwood, uh, southern New Jersey. I love the beach in the fall because, mainly because people aren't there. And I know that sounds shitty, but it's totally true. It's 100% the reason I like going in the fall. Wildwood is actually a bit of a ghost town. Uh, Sunday through Thursday uh, in September, and then they what they do is they have really big weekends. Um, we actually just got the uh, hell out of town before the Irish weekend started, because uh, just a bunch of firefighters with their Trump flags and stuff like that, and I'm just not interested in fighting everybody on the street, so I kind of bounced out, but it was really nice, because like I said, there's just not a lot of people there. There was one point where uh, Charlotte and I had gone, walked down to the beach, maybe maybe like five families were down there and we're hanging out in the water and we have our stuff and we come back to lie down and this super obnoxious um i don't know i'm gonna go with late 20s early 30s probably late 20s something couple with their kids like within five feet of where we're sitting like just that's what they did uh and so charlotte and i are just laying there and they're obnoxiously playing their radio like loud enough that i can hear like, definitely loud enough for them to hear it, but loud enough so that I can hear it, which is, you know, it's generally, di- like, really dick to do that. Like, it's part of, part of the problem that we always, that we're seeing lately in the country. It's like, you know, I just want to do what I want to do, and I'm, I don't care what anybody else wants to do, because I'm inconsiderate, and I'm entitled to do this. I see it a lot in that generation, especially, like, the 25 to, like, to 40 generation. Like, there is a lot. I just want to do this. I deserve to do this. Like, I work hard. First of all, no, you don't coal miners work hard um but everybody's like i just want to do this so it's fine so they don't care who they bother who they annoy but it was actually funny because it was a teachable moment because what she was doing uh this chick first of all she had two little kids that were actually playing like at the water's edge she had the music up way too loud to actually be able to hear them scream like or yell or say anything like that's bad parenting but like i'm fine with it because i don't need stupid parents bringing more stupid kids into the world so if those are the two kids that are going to drown i'm fine but so charlotte and i are just laying there and uh so she's playing she's playing my chemical romance right and which is fine um 
Like, it's it's fine. Like, a lot of people like my chemical romance, and that's fine. I'm not here to judge. I like them well enough. I, I you know, take my pick of their songs, whatever. But she's playing not just, like, random music. It's not like the old days where you have a radio. She's not even playing, like, a playlist. She's literally playing the album. You know, like, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. And so by the third song, I say to Charlotte, I was like, two things. I say this one quietly. I go, the dude singing right now, he wrote the Umbrella Academy. That's cool. Cool information. So then I said a little bit louder. And here's the other thing. Only a complete asshole would play a mediocre record from a mediocre band that's almost 20 years old at super loud volume at the beach. Only an asshole would do that. Now, both those statements are true. I don't know one is which one is more true, but I can guarantee the person was absolutely an asshole. But it doesn't take anything away from my chemical romance. It's I'm not okay. On the box. Hard rock lunch box. Yeah, man, that sound means two things. One, I have almost survived an entire show. Yay for me. Let me give you one of those. But B, also, it is time for your weekly Craving of the Week with music from our very own Craving Strange. Yep, 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 yep. I could play some of the singles, but I really... I'm going back. I think I'm going to go back a little bit. Not a deep dive, but back, you know. Not in the archives, not in the vault. Just kind of laying out on the table here. It's a little, uh, something I like to call more than myself. And it's your weekly craving of the week. Should've put 
Lunchbox. Yeah, man, we've reached the end of another Hard Rock Lunchbox. I know. I can't believe it either. I'm going to do my best to keep myself healthy until the show Saturday night, after which I could just give a fuck at this point, honestly. I don't have another show until the end of... Uh, End of October. Uh, November's looking quiet. I am working on something, though, for mid-December, so that should be it for us for the year, uh, and maybe for a little while after if I can't seem to get a control of my health problems. So I do advise at least pencil in that date, December 16th. Don't make any plans if you can help it. And then, uh, of course, I'll keep you posted as soon as I know more. But for the rest of you, I will see you Saturday if you need anybody. If you know anybody that still needs a ticket, send them my way. They can message me or just go to rebel9.com slash shows. <clears throat> You'll find the uh, the show with us, uh, Neon Skyline, Roderick, and everybody else uh, right there on our page. And it's just Venmo. It's 10 bucks, So it's a discount ticket as it is. Uh, we appreciate all of your support if you can throw it our way. And then, uh, like I said... It's going to be an interesting show. It's going to be the four new songs that we're working on, so you guys are going to get a really good listen at that. And like now's the time to give some feedback on them. Uh, we got some classics in there, and we got like one real special thing. So make sure you're there for that. Uh, go to the diner, check it out. Go early, get your blue hair special or whatever it is, and be over there by like seven forty-five for us. But uh, I think doors are at five, and the first band's like five thirty. So feel free to stumble on in right after breakfast and we'll just go from there because uh, that's about what it looks like they're doing down in Miguel. and uh, we'll celebrate the arrival of Hurricane Ian the best way we know how here in New York uh, basically to ignore it and blame somebody else so I'm out have yourself a great rest of your day and I will see you Saturday night hopefully if not I will see you right back here on Hard Rock Lunchbox Hard Rock Lunchbox